Welcome to the third episode of the GSP. Um, we took a little hiatus. My name is Gopal, and I'm joined by my co-host Shai. And welcome to the third episode. Episode three of the GSP. Let's go. All right. Um, we are going to go. This episode will cover probably a variety of topics um, yes. from uh, our downfall. In the NHL, our beloved home team, and the NHL update, and then we will delve into the NBA conference semifinals, an update there. Then we move on to the Blue Jays update, and finally end up with some boxing news, or so-called boxing news. All right, so let's get it going, Shai. Yeah, so we're going to do Leafs uh, post-mortem, I guess. Yes, post-mortem. I think Uh, our last podcast was about a Game 7 preview. We all had... uh... I was very upset that day. Uh, I've since come back to reality. It is what it is. Life goes on. It's not the end of the world. But franchise has some big decisions to make. Uh, I don't think you can run back that core four. Uh, Ideally, I would want to see Mitch Marner gone. I'm done with this shit. It's ridiculous. The guy produced absolutely nothing. We're paying 10, 10 point, $10.634 million of a $80 million cap is a lot of money to be allocating to somebody that can't produce a single point in a playoff series. So uh, that, that's a sore point for me. I know Duba said what he had to say. He said um, something like, well, sometimes there's pain before the game, whatever his statement was. But, yo, five years of this nonsense now, like smarten up. Okay, smarten up. That, that's enough of the same garbage we've been dealing with for the last five years. First round exits. Sure, you had the excuses of not a good roster, but I mean, that all comes back to saying that we can win with a core four taking 50% of the cap. So something's got to change. Uh, let's see what, let's see what the, the powers that be make happen for us. Yeah, I, I just think after watching the whole series, like you're up 3-1, and those game five and game six, you just come out. Late, like you come up, you come up, like what? Well, what can I say? Like you come out lame, like behind in flat. both games, like flat. Yeah. Like there's there's, not, there's, uh, there's no killer instinct. The play, that's right? what I'm saying. Like you should have been pushing the play, absolutely from the jump. Uh, you know, two of those three games were at home, man. Game five and game seven were at home. Like you're, you actually have a strategic advantage. Um, you actually have the last line change. So, mm-hmm. like, it actually factors in in hockey. And, and you couldn't pull it off, man. You couldn't get one W out of three. So, uh, it's rough. But we will see what happens. We will see what happens. And then they went ahead and took down Winnipeg as well. Uh, you know, the, the Shifley going out early really, really affected um, yeah. Winnipeg there, for sure. I mean, that's their most talented player that was taken away from him. But, uh, um, but one more uh, moment about the Leafs. Like, I think, like, as you mentioned, core four... Are you, um, like, what are you calling, putting that much salary cap into those four players of your whole salary cap? And I think it just needs to be a change of philosophy from uh, Dubis. I think he's been pushing this agenda of, like, you know, analytics and, like, not like Alex, but, like, this, this like, he's so, uh, how can I say the word? Like, he's so bent on pushing this narrative, this 4-4-4 will lead us. Like, his way will win us a Stanley Cup. Like, he's really, I guess the word is stubborn, right? And I think sometimes you have to change the philosophy and you may have to cut loose him. And it has to be, I think it has to be Marner because he's a one that you can dangle out in a trade market and someone will bite on it, right? Uh, I think he has the most trade value out of the four and can bring you back something. Um, I'm pretty sure one of those American markets that can't afford or uh, trying to boost up sales attendance. People are going to be calling for. Uh, people are going to be calling for Nylander primarily. Uh, yes, because of his performance. Contract, great value, and performance is, is right there. But yeah, there's going to be a market for Marner. There, there's no way there isn't. I mean, at the end of the day, he's a guy that produces you a point per game. That's hard to find. But I, you know, for us, I don't think it's working no more. So let's yeah. find a mutual partner that's going to be beneficial for both parties and get that done. And get us under the cap. Make get more cap flexible, right? I think that's, you got to be more. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel for Dubis in the sense that there's no way he could have predicted this pandemic coming and, and the cap being flat for two years. That, that yes. was not, that's true. you know, we, we were really dependent on a little bit of growth there every year to be able to add to the core. I get that, but mm-hmm. life happens, you know, and we got to, we got to adapt. So, you know, like you were saying, maybe not be so stubborn, maybe understand that, listen, this isn't working. 
maybe we need to try a different approach. You can, you don't have to completely sway away from this big core idea of, of a couple of superstars on the roster. I get it. Top end talent on the offensive end is absolutely huge, but you still need a roster around the rest of that, of, of that team as well to complement them. So um, something, something needs to give. And I also think they have to look like, yeah, to go through a roster breakdown, like over the summer and see if I, I really think for me is you have to get a, a quality goaltender if you're going to make a change. Like you can have, we have one. We have one. We have one. Uh, I know you're saying quality, but it's in to be like, for me is like to, to be Jack, Jack Campbell. We can win a Stanley cup with Jack Campbell in net. That's a, that's a guarantee. I promise. Uh, I'll I'll be on like the fence on that. Like, but uh, we can disagree on that. Like that's my idea is like, you can replace, you can have your defense and you can have your forwards, but like just having a good goaltender, as you can see with Carey Price. And Carey Price is an anomaly, right? He's the MVP and whatever, but you can always see you sometimes usually the best goal, the hot goalie usually wins a series. And that's what they haven't been getting. Well, it's hot goalie, best goalie, completely different. They're two different things. And yeah. also Campbell come Campbell came up behind. Oh, he came in up LA, huge. So yeah. and he, he has produced for us. He mm-hmm. like he is he is a, he is I have absolute confidence in Jack Campbell to be able to lead us to the cup if we have the right team in front of him. So he's not the issue. I, I like I like that we have him now. Mm-hmm. We can move on from Freddie. We don't have to yeah. pay Freddie a lot of money. Give Campbell Definitely. a little bit of a raise. It works more with our system. And, and then, then you make the right make the right moves around the, around him on the roster to help us win. Yeah, definitely, and that's. I think we'll leave it at that. I think we'll let the summer be and see what Dubas does. Right, we give him that opportunity. I think he's on the hot seat, and yeah, that's what I'm going to leave it at that. Um, yeah, for sure. And my mind is not gonna I'm gonna wander away from the Leafs <laughs> for now. It, uh, well, the pain will be there until this game starts again. I mean, even though, like, honestly, the regular season don't mean nothing to me no more with the Leafs. Like, yeah, we know what you can do. You're a fun team to watch. You're going to put up a bunch of goals, a bunch of points. going to be a lot of fun, a lot of great mm-hmm. memes because they're all fun little kids yep. having great fun together. But when it comes to playoff time, what do you do? Okay, so let's, let's, the regular season like, don't even mean nothing to me next year. Let's see what you do when game one, round one starts. Yep. And uh, uh, we'll also take in the fact that Tavares wasn't there. Like there, he was knocked out in game one, but that doesn't matter. This is where you step up, right? Like your 100%. name, like your name becomes what it is in the playoffs. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You step up, you cover for a fallen teammate, and regardless, we still should have won even without Tavares. So okay. it's all and, good. It's, it's all, all good, good, but we gotta follow. I guess the I think the CN Tower tells us we gotta follow the Habs, right? Uh, well, I was luckily able to speak with George Trombolopsis about the topic. Yeah. And I let him know I thought about it. I was not a fan of it at all. What an absolute joke. You think Montreal would be lighting up their... Do they even have a landmark that's worthwhile of lighting up? No, they don't. No. But they would not be putting Toronto Maple Leaf colors on it. Okay, I'll tell you that much. I don't care that it's a national thing. The, nobody thinks about... They don't say Canada CN Tower. They say Toronto CN Tower. I don't be lighting that. up our CN Tower with another team that just slapped us out of the playoffs in mm. the worst way possible with their colors because they're the only Canadian team remaining. The rest of Canada don't celebrate the CN Tower. Only we do. But we're going to go ahead and put their colors up on our building. It's a joke. It is a joke. And, uh, yeah, that's our segue to the Habs and Jets <laughs> series. That was well, – that, uh, you can go ahead and start quick. that one because you're the hometown – Winnipeg. Yeah, no, Winnipeg-er. I mean, it is what it is. It, uh, it was a clean sweep. Things happen. Um, so Montreal is the remaining – only remaining Canadian team right they- now. Um, Islanders closed out their series last night. Mm-hmm. That was surprising. The perennial Bruins. Uh, yeah, it was. But I'm not, yo, that's a, that's a fan base I can get behind. I, I like the passion they show there. So uh, it is. that's going to be a fun barn to be following. That's uh, the last year. Here. That's the last year in the NASA. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. NASA. They even left and then they found a way yeah. to get back in there. So they great. went to the Brooklyn experiment. Didn't work. That did not work. I've been in that building. The sight lines there are, are they made that building for uh, at Barclays yep. for basketball for basketball right so it it just wasn't working out well um, and also like people don't in in Brooklyn didn't claim the Islanders you know what I mean like that's 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 Long Island that's their yeah team. it's a they Long Island team right there. they've been successful there like it's, mm-hmm. it's respectful that they try to take them away but I get it I get it economics so yeah Islanders are through um, Tampa is just. 
that's a juggernaut, man. That's a that's a juggernaut right there. They are yeah. terrifying. Terrifying uh, team, man. Best goalie left. Well, yep. Best goalie with yeah, you'd have to say that. I, I mean, would say best goalie on one. based on the season, like overall, right? Like in terms of talent, like yeah, at his age last, and whatever. Last, like last three to five years, like Flurry's yeah. had a ridiculous year, but he's older, yeah. so he could break down at any time. There is that fear. Vasilevsky's mm-hmm. a little bit younger, and then there's the, it's just a embarrassment of riches with their talent, man. Like Stammer, Kucherov, Braden Point. Yep. Oh my God. They just roll lines at you. And it's like, it's hard. It's scary. They're, they're terrifying. They're teams. rolling. And, and I feel like it, it went under, kind of, I don't know. Maybe I haven't been following that much hockey recently, but like it is falling under the radar. I've been more comp, like focused on the Vegas and Avalanche uh, series, yeah. but like, it just felt like Tampa was like, yeah, they beat it, Hurricanes and a, that's it. Yeah, exactly. They're good to go from there. Yeah. Um, and then the one series left is still Vegas and uh, Colorado. So I tell you, that's the one series I've been watching, like, because it's been on late and I've been watching, like, Vegas and Avalanche. Like, it's a really entertaining series. Like, from watching the Leafs and Canadians, or like, it is a different style of play, fast paced, like, rough. Like, it just, I don't know, I like that brand yeah, of yeah. hockey. It is like, yeah, man. It's, and then, I was saying, like, that's, if you want to see good quality hockey, that's the series to watch, man. They got everything. Between the two of them, they got everything you yeah. need. Like it's McKinnon. Crazy. What's it like? And what a stud, Nathan. Saying he's going to take another discount on his next one because he wants to win with this core. Good man. Whereas <laughs> we got Mitch Marner over here trying to milk the team for every penny he can get, talking about he cares about the team. Yeah, I yeah. got no time for Mitch right now. Like, yeah. Like, in this salary cap era, it's like if you really want to win and keep it with your core, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And then it's not just you know, like words are words, actions are actions. You know yeah. what I mean? Because you know, like there's a salary cap, and like going back, yeah, shouldn't go back to these thing. But like, you want to win, you gotta. Everyone has to get paid, like yeah, a fair, I, fair amount. Like you, I know you want to get your own, and you always want someone else to get their own. But if you want to win and have a legacy, you're gonna have to do some sacrifices. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but like with this series here. Um, that's the last one left. <laughs> Keep, I'm going to be watching that tonight for sure. Uh, 9 p.m. start. Excellent. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I still think it's going seven. Um, yeah. But we will see. We will see. And then they got a 12 p.m. start if it's going to be In game seven. But like, are I you feel like... kidding me? Oh, that's yeah. probably going to change that. It's probably yeah. seven finalized. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. TBD, TBD on uh, Sportsnet. Um, okay. But yeah, like. Colorado, I feel like, is more talented, but I think Vegas, as I say, they're created by, like, I guess, expansion draft, right? And then it's build and build off that. I think. Absolutely, man. That, that, that team's, uh, they did well. They did well. They uh, took advantage of that expansion draft. They Not the right people. The team that mm-hmm. they built, exactly. Um, and just kept it rolling since they entered the league. So I still think that the winner of this series goes on to win the cup. Yep. I can agree um, with that. But. I can see that, but we'll see. You, you never know. So you never know in hockey, man. You, you just never know. Those honestly, <laughs> it's tough. It's tough with hockey. Hot goalie, stifling defense, one goal. If it was see, one goal. Hockey is cool. Like, yeah. Hockey is a league where in the salary cap era, there's actually precedent for a number eight seed going all the way. Yeah, the Kings did it. You have teams that do sneak into the seven eight seed that go on a nice long run, and that's awesome. That's what the whole point of a salary cap era is to be able to promote, um, you know, an opportunity for more people. It's supposed to be more even, evenly spread the success. So, like having a dynasty in this day and age right now, like what Tampa's doing right now with their, I mean, they didn't. They only won one. They might win another one here, but they are just perennially a, a powerhouse. That's really hard to do. In a salary capture, so it's impressive what they're doing there. Yep, I agree with that. I think, yeah. Who do you got in this one tonight? Uh, I, well, I still think it's going to be Colorado. Colorado, even the series up, and then we have a game seven on Saturday. And then we have a game seven at, at home. I think it'd be tomorrow. It looks like so. Which, I don't know, they might change it. It says Friday, June 11th, but they'll probably change that. Yeah, Saturday. okay. Saturday makes sense. All right. Um, yeah, so that's that's the hockey update at the moment. And, and you know, and I just want to point out that in the conference, in the 
conference finals, everything reseeds. So the best team plays the worst team or in terms of points. So yeah, whoever, so Vegas winner, can line up with Montreal. Yeah, like this Colorado, is, Vegas, yes. they get Montreal. Yeah, so that's what's waiting awaiting them, those uh, pesky Canadians. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it'll be probably we'll see the difference between the level of play if we ever get to see when we see this matchup. Absolutely correct. They've been playing within their same little group of crap teams in Canada. Yep. Now you're going up to the big leagues. It's like when it's like when you get relevated and you come back up to the premiership. You know what I mean? Shit, it's a different level. <laughs> God damn. But yes, that was our NHL update. Um, uh, yeah, today's game Avalanche nights are at nine o'clock. So if you're around, tune two, in. <laughs> just start watching it. Um, good hockey. Um, so. Uh, the other one of the big four is in the conference semifinals as well. The National Basketball Association. Um, we had our first round previews and predictions. And I think we, uh, one of our picks, the Denver, actually none of us picked it. The Denver Nuggets beating the Portland Trailblazers are playing the Phoenix Suns who played the e- Lakers, who we predicted to e- win. So we, uh, we are 0-2 on the, these teams have it against I'm us. Okay with, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm happy taking the L. I'm happy taking the L. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, man. I know you're happy. The king is gone. The king is dead. Like, the oh, <laughs> king man. got ousted. It's so satisfying. I take just as much satisfaction in the Raptors winning as when LeBron loses. It's amazing. The sacking so of King Landing. This, this, <laughs> this is incredible. Happen. But no, that was, I know injuries and whatnot happened, but uh, Phoenix, Phoenix is rolling right now. They're rolling. They got the fans in that building. And oh. like they're, they're, they're humming right now. Chris Paul, I think he sees some um, obstacles that have been through his career, like out, like LeBron exactly. is out. And um, right. like, I think he sees a light. Like, I think he's just on a mission, like, you know, like, just get everyone like, involved. Yeah, this is kind of giving me, like, Ray Bork, Colorado vibes. Uh, like, he joined, it was different circumstances. Like yeah. He played out in Boston and he joined one year. But it was a veteran that joined a team that was bursting with talent. Mm-hmm. And then they went, they just went on a run. So, like, what's unique about this Chris Paul-led team is that he's got weapons around him, legitimate weapons. And they can dance around with the ball and find an open guy, and they're actually hitting the shots now. I know. Like, and they're, they're at the start of the season. I'm like, Chris Paul chose Phoenix after all, ever like all those teams that wanted him, and I was kind of like reluctant. I'm like, this is like a rebuilding project. But I forget it's Chris Paul and he can build out any team that he wants. Like he can, he, he raises the level of everyone. And I think that was great for Devin Booker. We're seeing his potential. Like finally. Yo, I, I, I've gained a lot of respect for Booker. Uh, yeah. Like the, this boy came out in his very first opportunity in the playoff game. That first game, game one, round one. And he tore yeah. it up. Uh, the clinching game in LA on Kobe's court. This man went Mamba mentality and snapped. And it was amazing to see. Um, so I, I like that. And uh, now they're just, I think they're just steep. Like last night's game was a debacle. They smashed them. They smashed them, man. They, they, what I think, they have that killer, they have embodied Chris Paul, like a little killer instinct. And like, 100%. They, just, they don't care. Chris Paul is like one of those guys where you hate to play against because he's an asshole, like in general. Yeah. Like he's, he'll give you a little, um, like a bump, like you did not, like when you're trying to go for a rebound, like he's one of, like a little, I guess, sturdy player. He, yeah, but he plays, but he within, plays, he plays within with the game. a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. He plays within the game, but he plays with a chip on his shoulder. Yo, I think he's got like an assist to turnover ratio. I think it's 25 to zero. Like, he yeah, he has no zero turnover, turnover man. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. Insane for somebody that's handling the ball as much as he does, too. Um, and I, I do think that the his shoulder was impacting him earlier in the first round, but it looks to be that he's past that because he's shooting Jays again, going to the bucket. So. Um, that, that's, that's, uh, Phoenix is, I think Phoenix is through that. Like they're basically going to win that series, maybe in five. And, and they should, right. Uh, Nuggets are not on full strength, but like they should, like they have the pieces. And I always thought that, um, the guard plays was going to take over for the Suns. Like they, like, who do they have? They have Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and they have Mikhail Bridges in the small forward. And Cameron Payne, like, I got to say, like, we had that guy on the Raptors, and he didn't show anything. 
when I guess he just stand out. Yeah, and he's you know Cameron Payne. He, we all know Cameron Payne. We know the dances yeah. with Russell Westbrook, but like, and he came out of he rebuilt his career in Phoenix, I think, and I, I attribute that to Chris Paul. <laughs> like I don't know, just hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Chris Paul has a lot to do with that. Yo, it's similar. Like if you look at um, Van Viet's Van Viet's development. Mm-hmm. You don't think him playing behind Kyle going to Kyle every year, uh, every day of practice for a couple of years impacted how, who that player is right now? It absolutely does, right? So when you have leadership like that, it's just, yo, you just follow his lead. And Chris Paul is very vocal. He is somebody that will speak up in the room and say, hey, this is what it is. This is where we're at. Let's mm-hmm. carry ourselves a certain way. And, and you're right about that. I, I see that the team is taking on his personality, and I like that. But on the mm-hmm. other side, my guy Jokic, you know, tough. They're probably going to lose, but... What a legendary se- season he's had. Uh, congrats on that MVP. Uh, deserves it. Like that idiot Nick Wright that said he's the worst MVP in the last 30 years. Yo, mm-hmm. that, that guy's walking proof that you just need to say dumb shit and you can make millions. Like yeah. this idiot just talks the dumbest shit and gets paid for it. So ridiculous comment about Jokic from that guy. Yeah, ridiculous. Like I think uh, in those... ESPN talking heads or any talking heads show, they, they just talk for the sake of it. That's their job and that nothing else to be said there. Like that's not where you're going to get good content. Um, Agreed. I agree. Uh, you I, might, I'm sure. Like they, yeah, I'm sure maybe at some point tidbits. they were good too. Like yeah. at a point, I think at a point when they get like ratings and all that stuff, I think they just want to say something. It's like, just about it. the numbers. So numbers, fair right? Enough. Um, yeah, I think yeah, for Jokic, I followed him since he started. They're like not follow him. Like you just when you know you started watching Raptor games. Like oh, this guy just checked in. Like the random guy at the end, and then like oh, European probably like another European big shoots threes and stuff like that. But I think he matured over the years, where he just saw all his skills like certain like to develop right, like his passing skills. Um, he can post up. He can rebound. Like he's a typical big where I'm like, he doesn't get a lot of credit. Like I. Like it's like I don't know how to explain it. Like, yeah. So like, continuing on, Jokic. Like he's just a guy that I like. Really like his skill set, um, where he can just dominate a game from being a point center. Like like as growing up, you never give the ball to the center to bring up the ball, um, and like just watching this guy do it in real professional NBA basketball is just crazy. <laughs> Getting everyone involved. Like getting everyone involved, um, and then he'll still back you up in the post. Like that was a whole knock on European centers is they don't like to bang, but Jokic is just, he'll bang with you. <laughs> he'll go down there and create a like a mess down there. He gets on weird tip-ins, weird things. Like he's he's a problem. Um, I don't he's, think he's um, unathletically athletic, uh, and he just you know he ends up finding himself in the right places. There was a couple tip-ins yesterday mm-hmm. like out of position but he finds his way to get his arm in there and tip the ball back in so it's an offensive rebound in a bucket like he's, he's something else and man he's patient man like uh, i don't know I, look at it this way if there's a 24 second shot clock a shot clock he's in no rush and if even if it gets to like his comp the, his demeanor with the ball is the same with three seconds left than it is with 24 seconds right yeah it just uh, calm cool and collected very you know like, what i mean yeah you're right you hit the nail on a coffin there is like I was watching one possession where he just the ball was like moving side to side, and then it got to him with like three or four seconds. And he just little uh, elbow shot like in the top of the yeah, uh, the three. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then he just hit it like, nice softly and just runs casually, back like casually, no like, big joke. deal. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> yeah. then and then uh, yeah, he it just said this Nuggets team is just undermanned, like not undermanned. They don't have uh, Jamal's a big loss. Jamal's a big loss. Like they're a one-two. Beast, and I think I was kind of expecting more from Aaron Gordon. <laughs> like maybe he'll yeah, come I, back. I, I didn't understand the Jordan, uh, the yeah, like, Gordon one. To be honest, I think Kenny Smith hit the like hit the this point where he used to be known as the face of the franchise for Orlando, and maybe the, and this shows you why empty points are empty points. Like you're on a bad team, mm-hmm. there's a reason why you're getting stats, and like you're on a good situation, you can make a name for yourself. Like you could be the difference for. Uh, like getting this Denver team an upset over Phoenix. Like you're under, you're missing a key star. You could be that second star, or third star, right? Could be yeah, like, absolutely. Porter, Porter's there as well, but yeah, you know he's uh, I he's don't so know, young. It's, it's a weird. 
um I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work, but I didn't understand the trade when it happened, to be honest, especially with Porter being there. It yeah. kind of feels like they're the same player. Uh, Porter seems to be showing a higher ceiling, really. Um, but, you know, it's it's nice to have that caliber of player right now, especially since Murray's down. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, man, I, th- I think five for that series. Well, what, how many get for uh, Suns? What are you thinking there? For me, I think it's five and max six. Um, I'll say five, Phoenix and five. Um, yeah, but, I like I see Denver winning Game Three, mm-hmm. and then um, Phoenix getting app- acclimated to the environment, whatnot. And Denver yeah. winning Game Four, mm-hmm. and then come back and close they're it winning, out. Winning, uh, and they're going back to the Western Conference Finals. If <laughs> they, but um, back to the Western Conference Finals. Wow. Um, and one more thing to note about the series, uh, I really enjoyed the matchup between Compazzo and Chris Paul. Two little short guys. <laughs> it's like Compazzo yeah, is shorter. Yeah. He's a little pest. And it is funny. NBA, <laughs> I don't know why. NBA on uh, TV, T- TNT has reminded me many times. Composo, the 30-year-old rookie. But, oh, they always uh, like to know, do he's that. Got, he's got that veteran, veteran presence, man, for sure. Like, he's played in big games down. Yo, European basketball is no joke, man. Those fans are crazy out there. So, uh, he's played in some intense moments, that's for sure. I just think the caliber of play here is higher. But, yeah. um, you know, he's not phased by the moment, so to speak. Yeah, so not like a rookie guy's coming right in. But... Uh, but with the um, the other Western Conference series there. Okay. Well, um, Los that one, Angeles Clippers versus Utah. Yep, and we predicted that, those these two teams. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I'll point out, we'll start off with the Clippers and how they got here. Um, they beat uh, a talented, not a talented Mavs team, I would say, a more of a Luka-dominated Mavs team, and they just couldn't handle that. And I just want to point out that Luca went into the series uh, confident that he could take on all of them. Like, and I mean all of them. Like, he was hunting out pick and rolls, switches. He went on Patrick Beverly. He scored on him and pumped his chest and went into him and said, you can't guard me. Like that. And then he went after a, a PG. He went after um, Marcus Morris. Like, every, like he was just hunting out mismatches. And he, poor Zuba was in. And on an island sometimes, and I just felt bad for him. But like the Clippers finally found their groove on the road, um, ironically, like um, and uh, Dallas and Kawhi, Kawhi, as we know, he came to play. Like he said, he had a crazy series. It's ridiculous. Uh, like I think of 60, 40, 90 or something, like um, crazy stats. Like, oh, yeah, and and like, remember, I said 30 and, and 80 put up like that. He, he averaged those, those, basically those numbers, he's ridiculous. I so, with the uh, yeah, game six, there's a couple shots he hit where I just laughed. I was like, this is ridiculous. This guy is <laughs> unreal. He's like, re- he's like a machine, and there's no emotion ever. And it's just that must be painful as an opponent, man. Like, People were playing good defense on him. It didn't matter. This guy was getting what he wanted, when he wanted. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, but for this series, I, I, yo, Donovan Mitchell, game one. Let's go. That kid's got three 45-point playoff games already. What is yep. it, 23-24? Like, uh, absolute stud over there. I, um, you know, I, I've always liked Spider. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a showman, too, and I like that. So, mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think Utah could win this series, man. Well, I think Utah wins the series. I think um, their total depth will eventually be a problem for you. Exactly. Clippers. O- over the seven-game series? Over the seven-game series. Because in Kawhi game one... can't keep doing this, man. Yeah, Kawhi can't keep on doing it. But, like, in game one, the Utah Jazz didn't shoot well. Like, the whole... I think I watched the first quarter where they couldn't hit anything. Couldn't get anything. Yeah. But Clippers didn't take advantage of it. It's like... Nope. No, they couldn't take advantage. Like, that was your chance. That was your... You know the one game where you have to steal one. That was your chance at that moment. I think the, exactly, exactly. Now, yo, Utah's got the confidence. Now that they won the first game at home, they got like home court is theirs for sure. Uh, that building's going to be even more lit tonight. Um, so yeah, they're there. I think I think they're in trouble right now. Clippers, yo, come I think they're too. Back home. And then playoff home. P showed up, man. Like four for seventeen. <laughs> uh, like if you're it, if you're no, I know you might feel bad for, but if you're a number two star, you gotta. Right. You gotta people bring forget, it, like, right? People forget that injury. Like, yo, I get it. It's not on him. It's not on him that the team gave up everything. That's because of the player empowerment. Yeah. Stupid ass. Mm-hmm. 
Kawhi said, I want this guy, so the team had to sell their future. That's not on him, but you like there's got to be pressure that comes with that. Like, we're not so far from go back and watch Indiana Miami in 2012. Like, this guy took it to LeBron, absolute. He's there. He had that crazy leg injury for him to come back crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I don't feel I feel I just because I liked him coming up. I really did. Um, he started acting like a little bit of a jack Mr. in OKC, but mm-hmm. other than that, like the he's a talented ass player. Um, and yo, like each one of these games where he keeps bricking shots like that, it's only going to make things harder and harder for him to recover. Yeah, that's. Yeah, <laughs> no, no comment on that. I just, I hope he has a bounce back game today, and then, he, like, he's gonna have all the criticism anyway. So we just might as well play well, and, um, yeah, I think we we'll see what today what adjustments the great Tyloo has. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a little sarcasm because I don't see Tyloo as a great coach, but. Uh, we'll see what he does because I think it's just, yeah. he got through the, that map series by the brilliance of Kawhi. Um, That's it. Like you, you struggled through a first round series, um, yeah. and without Kawhi, you wouldn't have. So now you're playing a more superior, well rounded team. I don't see it working. I say Jazz in six. Oh, I see this. Well, I see this game series going to seven. I think Jazz in seven. I think the brilliance of Kawhi will not will not let it go to like he will do his part. And also, for all these dumbass idiots that want to talk that shit about Kawhi carried the 2019 Raptors. No, Kawhi did not carry the 2019 Raptors. The 2019 Raptors were a complete team that complemented Kawhi very well. Kawhi and Pascal are the third most high-scoring duo of all time in playoff history. What does he got right now in L.A.? This is what carrying looks like, what he's having to do right now. So don't tell me that nonsense about Toronto was carried by Kawhi. No, this is what carrying looks like. He did not carry that 2019. He did not with that nonsense. Yeah, you got to get that out of your head. Like the American media pisses me off. As American media, you can't do anything about it. But like, and Kawhi did get us over the hump. But our team was one of the best for five or six years. Come on, absolutely. That core was ridiculous. That's a 50 win team. Like regardless. Yeah, regardless. Um, So. Yeah, so that nonsense needs to stop. But we'll see what happens. And on. on the eastern side, so we got uh, Brooklyn and the Milwaukee Bucks, and, which are uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And we picked the Bucks in seven over the Heat. And they free steamrolled them. I think I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, then um, and Brooklyn, we all we all knew they're gonna beat up on Boston. Up five. Yep. Yeah. So yo, KD, KD's uh, playoff numbers in seven games: thirty-two points per game, seven point three rebounds two blocks a game, 55% field goal percentage, 50% from three, 91.1 from the free throw line, 55, 50, 90. We celebrate 50, 40, 90. This guy's doing this at the absolute highest level and highest level of competition in the sport, in the playoffs. This is what he's putting up right now. Put some respect on his name. Uh, I always had respect. I always liked him from when he became in the league and, um, he is just right now showing. You ever know, like when you hit your full, like your full potential. Yeah, everything's clicking. You know everything what I mean? is just clicking right now. Like yeah. everything you dreamed up. Like I always knew Kevin Durant was a great shooter, but now he just show like it just he just showing it to us, right? Like and then he's showing the handles. He getting to the rim, that with ease. Like those. Listen, those. Here's the thing: with I will say this in my life, and people can come at me if they'd like. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's the greatest basketball player I've seen. He is the greatest scorer I have seen, and I did see Jordan. He has more tricks in his bag. He's got a three-point shot as well. And the efficiency at which he puts up these numbers with the number of shots that he takes, it's, it's unreal. It's absolutely unreal. So, like, to me, he's the purest scorer I've ever seen personally. Yes. Everybody can have a different take there. But obviously, I'm a Jordan fan. I always think he's the GOAT. Yeah. But, like, KD, I can, I, can, I, can I can agree with you that – He's an evolved version of Jordan in terms of scoring, like in this environment, like in this it's era, right? Like the, he added the three-point shooting. He's also one foot, well, five inches oh, taller than like, Jordan, right? Like he's a seven-footer. With, with the wingspan. Like with yo, the when wingspan. he rises up to shoot, nobody's blocking that shot. No, on one's the and no one's blocking, no one's blocking, that blocking it. And he has a great shot. Like that's even deadlier, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, 
exactly. being able to be seven foot and have a release and not being great, like be a 50-50 shooter, like he's a great shooter. And also, I know he gets a knock on this, like, like he doesn't get a lot of credit, but he's an above average defender. Like, defender. 100%. Like, like, I don't think, like, okay, we'll give him at his worst, he's an average defender, but he's still, he was guarding Brook Lopez, he blocked him. He's not costing you anything by being yeah. a defender. You know what I yeah. mean? He doesn't, he doesn't negate any value there. He really showed me something when he went to uh, San Francisco, Golden State, mm-hmm. and started playing in the system there. You really got to see what, uh, what kind of a defender KD can be. Yeah. In a system that works around him, you know right, what I mean. Of course, right. there's so much top and talent there, but he still did his part. I mean, two blocks a game right now—that's that's impressive, man. He doesn't need to be doing that, but he is. So, uh, yeah. I think Brooklyn in four. <laughs> I don't even think Milwaukee's getting a W. I, yeah, I don't think so terrible. either. I think as a great, like I say, Brooklyn in five. I'll give him maybe one yeah, game. One win. This, maybe this game today. If we'll see what Giannis, Giannis, you're the back-to-back MVP, and I know just in for those seasons, but. Uh, I think uh, you have to show why you're the MVP. Like there has to be some sense of there's a guy on the other cross of the court that like kicking your ass. Like he's showing that there's a levels to all this. Like who's the best, right? Absolutely. Like you see, there's a there's a distinct gap between Giannis and KD. Like you can see it. Like yeah, and this shows what you can do with a shot. Like you have a shot, like you have like a great shot, you can be like that. That's the gap. Uh, Giannis is that's just the one try- thing. That's the one thing he doesn't have, man. And also, he doesn't have the team around him. That that. Oh, that's you know, also like, true. You, and, there's you got you got Kyrie. I don't care if Harden's not there. Like when and Harden was rolling that first series, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I was questioning how he would how he would end up fitting in, but the like he just he played his role perfectly. 18 assist game when they clinched, like. He knows what he needs to do to win, and yep. he's doing it. So I gotta respect that. I gotta, yes. I gotta show respect to that. Yeah, that's OKC Harden when he came off the bench and he ran the offense. Correct. Like this, Correct. he felt he's like this is perfect for him, right? And Irving and absolutely, Durant. and it's a Irving who can shoot a little bit better than Westbrook. So it's like an evolved version of that. I think of that victory. Uh, agreed. Uh, and yeah, I think going to the Milwaukee side, uh, it's just not enough scoring. They can't score, it, and. I think you're going to see the series like a teams. They might follow suit with the Brooklyn aspect where you just need a bunch of scores. You're going to outscore a team. Um, but that's also because they have talent too. Right. Um, so they spent all this money on drew holiday and they got Chris Middleton, which is a, you know, above average star. Like he's a border, he's a borderline all-star and drew holiday is like a great two-way player. Right. It's just that they can't score enough. The supporting cast of Bucks isn't enough. Like, if you look Absolutely. down the roster, like, come on, they have Nets have Blake Griffin uh, as their center, and yeah, Brook Lopez. Like, obviously, I'm gonna pick Blake Griffin over Brook Lopez, but like, it just I, I I can't explain it. I just don't think Milwaukee has enough. Maybe the system. Agreed. I don't know. I don't know what you can do against Brooklyn because I think a lot of teams don't know what to do against Brooklyn. But uh, yeah, I, Brooklyn in five. <laughs> I'll like to see what see, they do today. Um, so the question I posed on, on online was: mm-hmm. Do we believe Giannis will be um, a bitch like all the other bitches in this league right now and ask for a trade, even though he signed a supermax within a year or two? Or is he going to stay loyal and is he going to see it, see this through whatever happens? That is, that is the question that we will have to wait and see. Um, I want to believe that he's, uh, you know, old school type of player. He ain't a bitch like LeBron and all these other bitches that just like to quit when things are hard. Uh, it's not, that's not a, a quality I respect. And I think that uh, he will stay at, with the franchise. But we'll see. We will see. There's time. Only time will answer that question. So that, that, that's a question that's going to be lingering over our head for the next couple of years here. Yeah, that's a a great question. Um, I'll wait and see. Um, uh, I'll give him one more year, maybe. Um, but right now, Damian Litter's in that situation right now, and we can someone add on that. Like, uh, he's been through what five first round losses, one Western Conference Finals, and when do you when when like he's been so loyal to Portland? I think he will stay. Uh, I just feel like the Portland management has to put a correct team around him like the team that they're building around him is not enough and i think mccollum is in the way 
You can, I, I, and personally, I don't think you can win with two guards, like two uh, small guards in your backcourt to win a championship. Yeah, I think that's uh, me. That's my preference in in general. No, no, and we're seeing it. It's difficult. Even when we we didn't even have two small guards. Like our, our two lead, our two best players with the Raptors were Kyle and Demar. Yeah, and we were struggling with, with with that being the setup. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. CJ and Dame, it's tough, man. Like it's a great, the, 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 that's going to be a nice duo that they will talk about for years to come, mm-hmm. uh, what they've accomplished. But I, I think they've now certainly shown you what their ceiling is, unfortunately. Uh, Dame's a man. I, I respect him a lot. Um, but yeah, may, maybe he, like Dame, if they had found a way to get Dame over there to Milwaukee, now you're looking at a, at a superpower. If, if Giannis had Ooh. that sort of a support. I would love to see you know that one. I mean? I uh, love to see that. That would trade. be dope because now Giannis wouldn't have to handle the offense. He can just play off the ball, roll to the rim, just be an animal, and Dame's going to take care of the perimeter. So it, it would that would be something if they could find a way to make that happen. Yeah, I, mean, I doubt it because two small market teams would never do that with yeah, each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but with he, the uh, with the last series, man, we got ATL Philly, and this is an underrated series. <laughs> <laughs> like, agreed it is because of my boy Trey Young. Yeah, Trey <laughs> Young. Go ahead. You can start on this one. Oh, I, yo, Trey's just nothing but respect. So this is what I was saying. This, I want people to understand this. LeBron's a villain because he's just a piece of shit. Like he's a, he's everything he does on the court is trash. Everybody wants to put him up on his pedestal. And that's why he has people that hate him like me. Trey is becoming hated because of his play on the court, doing it in the biggest moments, in the most important venues in the fucking world. This guy went to MSG and shut the building down when they had fans. Now he's going to the second hardest city in the league in Philly, shut them down game one. I love it. He's becoming a villain because of his play. You know who else did that? Kobe did. So I like this trajectory that he's going on. I like that he's embracing the hate and owning it. So uh, it's awesome to watch. And, they, yo, them taking game one, that's all they needed to do. They needed to win one of two games on the road. Yep. Now they Stays go back home, full barn. That And it's a young team that's playing with house money right now. So Philly, the Philly's in their top spot. They got all the pressure. They got to come out of the series. ATL, they're playing with house money right now. So yeah. oh, this I is told- going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. ATL playing with house money, their first time in the playoffs in like four or five years. And uh, yeah, with with this core, so there anything anything they do right now, just on top icing on the cake, like a top of whatever building plan they're whatever's in their like master plan, like that, like in the series Trey Young, they have like a lot of shooting talent. If you look, they'll go down their roster. They have a Herder, lot, man. Herder, uh, DeAndre Hunter is pretty good. Um, obviously Trey Young, Gallinari, uh, oh, where, Trey uh, Young, oh my boy. Bogdan, that's my Your guy. <laughs> and, like Milwaukee effed up, but like not getting him. Like agreed. But like the conspiracy theory or whatever, like um, botched uh, uh, tampering. Like yeah, Atlanta yeah, yeah, benefited yeah. with that. Like Bogdan. Oh, big when, time, man! Bogdan hit, would have been a big pickup for Milwaukee. In game one, when he hit that three and he gave the little, like to everyone, like yee, yee. like he had that like that swagger, that like swagger. Yeah, man. And that's what I want from my team, right? Like that's yeah. I'm rolling with the Hawks, like and then that's Clint, I'm riding with the Hawks hard right now. <laughs> uh, me too. When Capella said I'm gonna go, I'm gonna send you guys on vacation to the Knicks and Julius Randle and Derrick <laughs> yeah. Rose. Like I love that confidence. Like exactly. And and then we you back it that. up, right? You backed it up. You like, actually come on, do it, yeah. Uh, and um, like yo, trade trade the man. Like his numbers are insane. It's just like. I think people are really so now. Who, who's the first player to make a second round between Trey and Luca? When everybody laughed at that trade, I know I, the first one in the second round, bro. Yeah, like I had a Trey hater before. I'm like, oh, they made it like he, he he wasn't that great in that first year, rookie year, like that first forty games, and then he started piling in at the end of the year, right? He absolutely started eating, and then the and then the discussion was, well, it's a lot of empty stats. He's not gonna be a winner, right? Bro, he, they were kids. Him and Collins were kids, man, and now yeah. they got a core. Oh, another one. I forgot about Collins. Like he's yeah, he's man. A, Collins a stud. Like he's gonna be a restricted free agent. Like he's getting paid. He's getting paid. Somebody's gonna offer. Like shit. he made a call. Like he he made the right call. And uh, no, like I think. Atlanta Hawks are just fat too fast for it, it's, it's going to be a, like, it's a differing style of play, right? Hawks want to play really fast and Joel Embiid is playing on a torn meniscus. Like how long can he endure that? Like how much exactly. is, pain, is pain threshold, right? Like he's dropping so that, 40. So, so this becomes a question with uh, Joel. So with Joel, 
Mm-hmm. Is he going to be? Is his body going to allow him to get through an entire regular season plus playoff run? At playing at the highest level that he's capable of. If he can, you're talking about one of the most unique talents in the league right now. But his body keeps failing him, and that is an issue. Yeah, yeah. And I think he, he plays a way where it really takes a toll on his body, right? He starts at the top of the key. Yep. And tries driving on a big center. Going and downhill then, as a big guy. Yeah, exactly. Down, yeah, going downhill. Like, normally big guys just stay in the post. Run, exactly. They're not run doing on that. a pick and roll. <laughs> But not with the ball, right? They're rolling not without with the, the ball. ball. Exactly. Like not doing a step. But uh, uh like I, I think I, the, sorry, I just want to say one more thing. Like the Sixers have struggle guarding Trey Young and uh, they put Danny Green on him, they put Ben Simmons on him, and Ben Simmons, you know, his physical defense didn't work on uh, uh That's what I'm saying, man. So now Trey Young, okay, whatever New York was running out, um Derek Rose uh, Reggie Bullock on him. Mm-hmm. You're now running out the best perimeter defender in the league, and Trey Young is still saying, "Eat it!" Like yep. that—that's how ridiculous his talent is offensively. He's insane, man. Yeah, he's insane. He stretches the floor. He gets—he gets to the hoop whenever he wants, and he gets whenever he wants. And and he has release... nine free throws a game, bro. Yeah, and he had release valve like those Bogdan, Kevin Herter. Hunter, like he has shooters, and and then you have a lemon pepper Luke nah. coming off the bench, like it's like oh, you have Dan Gallinari, like you have some guys that can help out when he's out. So, uh, so I'm saying I'm saying ATL in six, and this this oh, may be wrong. I, that's just, I would love upset. to see it, but that's my upset. That's your upset pick. I'm just gonna stick with uh, uh Sixers. I think uh, they'll figure out a way. Um, Joe Embiid will figure out a way to just pound the pain and score, like just dominate. And uh, and then they did. I think Philly just needs one more score, because like, we know Ben's not going to score. It's going to be Seth Curry, or they need uh, Shake Milton or one of those others, as uh, Shaq would always say, that to step up. Um, and if they don't step up and it just Embiid by himself, whew, yeah, <laughs> I don't They're know. Trouble. They're in trouble. But I saw, I'll say Sixers and seven. I think unnecessary seven games um, for the Sixers. And yeah, that's my NBA picks. <laughs> so there we have it. There we have the second round covered. Yep. I just wanted to quickly um, show some respect to uh, Vladdy. We haven't spoken baseball just yet. Yep. Uh, what this kid is doing right now is, and I will be honest, I was kind of, after the first two seasons, I, I said, I did say this. I said, I see him being more of a uh, gap-to-gap hitter, giving mm-hmm. us, you know, 50 doubles, maybe 25 home runs. Um, and I, this is right now what he's doing. Like, for him to be in the triple crown discussion uh, in today's day, today's age of baseball, yeah. is absolutely, it's really, really hard to do because average hit, average has gone down. Your power hitters just put up, you know, 50 home runs, 200 strikeouts, 50 walks. That That's your prototypical superstar. Like Joey yeah. Gallo. What mm-hmm. a joke. My guy over here is, is going 335. It's insane with 18 home runs, taking walks, just as many walks as he has strikeouts. So, yep, that, I see so it. for me, as a big baseball fan, that is a huge indicator for me. How many walks are taken compared to strikeouts? That tells you that a player can really see the ball, has a great eye for the ball. Uh, and the legends that have done it that I've watched in the past, Miggy Cabrera, Barry Bonds, Albert Pujols. These are guys that typically have more walks than strikeouts. And that's a very, very hard thing for a power hitter to do. And Vladdy is doing this right now. Um, so just please enjoy what we have. Like, this is a level of talent that we haven't seen in Toronto for an extremely long time. So, you know, definitely tune in and enjoy the show because this is incredible. It is incredible. I think it's just the beginning of his career, really, right? It's a big, third year. A third year, right? And I love it. I haven't seen it in my the Blue Jays in a long time, right? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think about when was the last time we have a, um, a guy. Delgado. We, Delgado. Yeah, Delgado is probably the last time, right? The last one that could do what this guy does, hundred percent. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't been following. I'll be honest, but like, like I've been checking the scores and everything. I haven't sat down and watched a full game yet. Um, yeah. I catch it. I capture inning here and there, but like, there's a lot going on right now, man. It makes sense. They're not. Home, yeah. So. Oh no, worry. But like, I think the Jays are in Buffalo. They moved from Dundee into Buffalo this year, and like in the month. Um, so our first road trip is to Buffalo, is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, and when the pa- when the <laughs> pandemic ends or whatever, when they let us travel, um, I'm gonna we're get going to lit. 
We're going Jump to Buffalo, blue right? <laughs> blue light in the Silent Field, Silent Field. Oh, what a joke, man. Those uh, places are... I haven't been there. To be honest, that's a field I haven't been to yet. I've seen it many there? times. Oh, I've been there with that. I, I watched that in Bo once there. It's, nice. like a little, it's a little small field. I wonder how they upgraded it. Like It's not like a crazy big field, but uh, um, yeah, man, just, I think for anyone watching, need a sport team to watch is these Blue Jays. I think you're, like, you're at the cusp. They're at the cut. Like this is the, the beginning well, phase. One like, thing, the, yeah, it's the start of, their, of something, but like if we don't, we could be contending right now if we had a bullpen. I'll say that. Oh, um, yeah. So I know it's a little bit too early to be making trades uh, for this season. Um, trade deadlines next month. So they got to shore up that bullpen. We just got to try to stay right. At, like the, our, we're, the American League East just finds a way to always be savage. And it's yep. a savage division. It's the best it's division savage, in baseball. Very savage. Once again, um, the Rays are running away with it. We're six games back. Like we had a good month last month. We finished over 500 and we, and we lost pace to first place in the division. That's how tough it's been. Um, so it's going to be a battle, but it, it, like if we can get some pitching, I like our chances of actually maybe sneaking in the playoffs, doing some damage. Cause that lineup, man, like I'm getting 2015 vibes. Like you're, Oh my God, it's, it's ridiculous. Simeon at the top, Bo, Vladdy, Tay Oscar. We haven't even added Springer yet. So yes, when that guy comes in, you're just lengthening that. the lineup even more. So like, Holy crap. Who do you pitch to? These guys remind me of like the, the early, like when I was really following the Yankees because of Jeter, mm-hmm. um, the dynasty teams, those teams, man, it was all veterans that were patient. They would make you pitch. You'd be at 120 pitches in the fifth inning as a starter. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Blue Jays are continually doing right now. They take pitches. They make you work. They go the other way. So it's a professional lineup. Um, I know I'm selling the crap out of it right now. Uh, but, yeah, check them out. You know, get on board because it's going to be an exciting next few months here in Toronto with the Blue Jays. Yeah, and I just want to point out, like you said, uh, Vlad Guerrero's in the triple crown hunt. Um, so he has 18 home runs, which is tied for first. Um, yep. Average-wise, um, after yesterday's game, he's fourth in average. So he's only – yeah, he can he's up there, number Percentage four. points. Yeah, percent, yeah. And then uh, RBI, uh, he's tied for first. So, yep. yeah. And I know it's early, but, yeah, keep watching these Blue Jays. And, you know um, – Fully vaccinated people are able to travel soon. So if you need a, your first place out of, out of, I know that's the first place you really want to go. But <laughs> Buffalo will be open. Um, and, Those mafia, baby. Hey, they have some good food. They have some good food around there. They got you know. some of course they do. They're American. And you know, remember um, Walden Galleria. <laughs> well, yeah. If, if nothing else, go get a discount somewhere. You know what I mean? Go to the and, old premium outlets or go down to Walden. And go to the real cheesecake factory, not the one the, there the original in cheesecake where you don't Come have to on, wait man. for seven hours at Yorkdale. You know, people could have literally drove to Buffalo in the time that they waited for their seat at, when it first opened up at Yorkdale. People were waiting for two, three hours. Just drive to Buffalo, man. It's right down the road. And, and not even I packed. don't understand it. You get a seat right away. Not even packed. Exa- it's ridiculous. People are and, stupid. And it has the real American-type taste where... You get the, all the flavors. <laughs> like I need, I haven't been to the one here, man. I, I, I went a, to the one in Buffalo. I feel like I did dumb it down, but I can't wait to travel again and try different city foods and stuff like that. Like, 100%. And, that's, and that's for another episode when we talk about places. Um, can't wait. And uh, to final up, like uh, our final topic is the downfall of boxing. Um, this is my experience. I think I waited uh, Sunday night on... Um, when uh, Mayweather Logan Paul matchup, I got sucked into YouTube and watched the Showtime preview, and got into the fell into the hype, and watched I think eight rounds of garbage, great eight minutes of a man of two men hugging each other, uh, a YouTuber and a retired boxing, and I really felt like I was going down the wrong path in my sporting viewing ship. <laughs> like career where I'm like, I could have done something else, but uh, I, I fell for it. I watched it. Um, I really thought Mayweather, he's giving up 50 pounds. I thought he would hurt him at least like with his punches, but yeah, it didn't happen. And yeah, if you ever have to see something like that again, don't waste your time. And um, I watched on IPTV, so it was free, but people actually paid for it. And I still <laughs> want my money back. Shit. <laughs> that <joke>. meme, right? <laughs> yeah, that was good. 
Yeah, listen, man, but, like, I hate to say it, but, like, you guys that tuned in the bottom of the hype are part of the problem. That's what's allowed this jackass to use his platform to get into a business that he had absolutely no business getting into. I don't knock Mayweather for accepting it. Why would he not? You guys going to throw millions in my pocket and line my family's mm-hmm. lineage up with money? Sure, go ahead. But we're demeaning the sport. There are guys that dedicated their entire lives to get a sniff in the uh in, in at a boxing match maybe even a prelim of one of the major card matches that have ever happened and yep. those guys didn't get a sniff and this piece of shit comes in and talks some shit and gets the ability to go out and face mayweather and people are going to tune in the only thing i could control about it was not tweeting about it not talking about it not watching it so that's exactly what i did that's the only way to overcome this bullshit movement of social media can make you a superstar now yeah i, I totally agree with you i regret watching it um i just felt like you're mayweather I know you want the money and whatever, but like I feel like there's a sense, a loss of competition. Mayweather don't have that. Mayweather don't have that. Mayweather. I know. Yeah, I know. He's he's known for being there's a no basic. pride of the sport or keeping things. Yeah, like, he cares about money. You paid me. I'm taking it. So I can't knock that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you can't knock it. Joke. Like, it's it's, it's kind of sad, just, right? It's like you, this random YouTuber. You want exactly. You're trying to you're trying to build your profession as one of the best, right? You're getting the money and everything, and you don't knock them out. Like it's kind of like. Just the fact that people no are willing to spend money on an exhibition match. Just a, that's a joke. Absolute and, and joke. Top it's an exhibition match. Right. And like, and also I got to see Chad, Chad Ocho single game knocked out, but that was funny. But like, I don't get how this is becoming the norm, right? It's becoming the norm. Like they're putting these celebrity type matches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Nate Robinson is going to be in a, like, come on. Like you pick up boxing. The sport of boxing, you're bringing down the level of boxing of what people, right. if you look at the highest level of, I didn't really watch the sport. My dad did. He's told mm-hmm. me about watching Tyson. He told me about watching Ali. You know what I mean? There's been legends that are in this sport. And now we're, we're bringing it down to this. It's like a, a comedy show. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Boxing is, yeah, it's gone downhill. And I don't think, I don't know if we can recover from that. Um, and yeah, that's, that was our, that's pretty much all the topics we want to cover today. Um, I think, uh, yeah, do you have anything else to add? Closing thoughts, Jai? The closing thoughts just related to uh, London, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's a tough one, man. Um, here in Canada, we are told that, you know, well, we're very inclusive. We're accepting mm-hmm. uh, a 20-year-old kid left his home, got in his car, and decided to mow down people because of the color of their skin and their religion. So, you know, the issue, let's not focus on the 20-year-old. Let's talk about the experiences that he would have been through, the people around him, the things he would have heard growing up to have that much hate in his mm-hmm. heart by the, the ripe age of 20 years old. You know what I mean? That's that. Those are the issues that I want to talk about. Yeah. What's, what's he Same hearing here. from the people around him? that are uh, causing him to have these thoughts. That's not him just developing at 20. Oh, I want to, I want to go kill these people. No, no, this, this shit is coming from somewhere else. So we got to look at that. uh, We got to talk about that, man. Cause like, I'm listen, I'm, I'm calm when I'm saying this, but let's, I've shared this many times. I've experienced racism, racism in my life. Yes. Um, And you know, it's, it's kind of just like, we're just told, it is what it is. You know, it's normal. Just move on. It's okay that he's racist. You know, it's not okay that I have bad qualities. I got to work on those. So mm-hmm. it's not okay that white people can be racist. We got to fix that shit. And that's going to start with them, honestly. So um, we'll see. But, you know, like, let's have those discussions about what's that kid been hearing that made him feel this way? Yeah, I want to understand what's the hate. Like, like, exactly. I, I, yeah, I want to understand why he's hating. Like, uh, like, how it led him to that point, right? Exactly. Uh, I, 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 like, you, know, you can go about policies and trying to correct whatever, but... You really need to understand that viewpoint of what led him down that path. Because, exactly. uh, you know, in, like this London incident is like, it's, it, it's disheartening, right? Like, and we all know Canada is racist. It is more blanketed. Like, we don't, like how you said it, it is what it is, right? It is one, one off occurrence, one off occurrence. It won't happen to me. We, ha- we yeah. get this act of racism against us. And, we kind of brush it aside. Yeah, it won't happen again. It is one instance, right? It won't happen again. It is that one person. But we got to understand that one person, why it led them to that. And then it becomes... Exactly. And then you understand that it's not just one person. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Let's look below the surface and see what's really causing all this. That, that's the best way I can put it. And, it, and yeah, it's, uh, 
and disheartening and you know we all travel and everything and you know in america it's it's like that too there that's another level right they're more open here it's a little bit more under i guess blanketed um but yeah i just well my prayers are with for with that uh boy that's in the hospital right now and uh and for the family and that community right like yeah man just like i'll I'll close with this like i was just thinking that night i got sad man i was like yo that dude when he wants to shave for the first time he won't be able to go talk to his dad when he has a crush on his uh, on a girl for the first time he can go talk to his sister Mm -hmm. uh with anything that he'd go to his mom with for the rest of his life that's all gone man you know that that's painful yeah um all because of the come on that's and then you tie back to all because they're muslim like holy crap man that's terrible yeah and yeah all muslim and just going for a walk like that's the scary part just a walk but yeah not gonna put like we'll see what happens after this right uh we'll see what they're gonna do with the kid um like the kid uh what do you call it the person that did it and yeah, we just got to not move on, but, like, we got to know what's hap- what's going on, right? Absolutely. And, and I know we shouldn't. Uh, on that topic, um, that was our third episode. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so we'll move on. A lot on. to unpack there, guys. But, um, you know, thank you for tuning in again mm-hmm. um sorry for putting it on ending on, on a heavy note there but um yeah we'll, we'll we'll touch base again probably early next week uh get some updates going on these series both in both leagues and yeah. um take it from there definitely and thank you guys for listening and be safe peace peace